I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I can't read your fortunes, but I'm fortunate I can read you. The only way I'm going back in the closet is to find your skeletons. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. (laughs) You guys... (laughs) 
It's episode 174-ish. Holy motherfucking shit. And I am so excited to welcome a new guest to the People's People's Couch. It is someone who doesn't actually know this aspect, but someone I have wanted on Andy's Girls since 2017, and we will get to it. I am so excited to welcome senior producer at Watch What Happens Live, self-proclaimed housewives historian it is none other than nick rizzo nick rizzo how are you i'm so good i mean pandemic aside i'm great i feel like this is so exciting i'm so happy to be here i feel like bravo is firing on all cylinders right now we are in like we're in such a great time right now bravo wise we are in such a great time it's unbelievable there's so much happening there's so much going on it's been a week oh yes it's been a week so i have to say i'm so glad to have you on andy's girls and first off let's talk about 2017 so in 2017 buzzfeed published a wild maybe the most thorough article investigative journalism piece on behind the scenes at watch what happens live which featured angie cohen which featured deirdre Connolly, which featured a bunch of the staff many of whom are still there and of course yourself as well and you were such a star of this article guys i reread it this morning and i oh highly God. encourage that people just google nick rizzo buzzfeed <laughs> behind the scenes and watch what happens it's so good because for anyone who really wants to know like the story behind the story which in many ways is actually the ethos of watch what happens live right now where it's breaking down these iconic moments and having a lot of fun and a lot of laughs it's very escapist but it does also in many ways obviously break the the fourth wall, talk about production, talk about people's feelings about social media and anything else. It's so interesting to watch and read a reporter having that same experience with the staff, staff of Watch What Happens that the audience does when watching these housewives discuss what's happening behind the scenes. So I'm so excited to have you here today because I feel like there is so much that we need to talk about. And because you are a self-proclaimed housewives historian. BuzzFeed gave you a title. I forget the name of it, but it was like something wild. (laughs) There is no one I would rather talk to for seven hours about the Beverly Hills finale and like some other stuff than you. I mean, that was wild. It was iconic. And I have to say, I am one of the few people that doesn't watch Housewives episodes live because I get too Mm -hmm. nervous. I'm like too excited. I'm easily distracted. I need to like laser focus. So what I do is get swarmed with DMs as people are watching, which sometimes I read that night. Sometimes I don't. And then the very next morning I'll watch. So I have my process. I have my cup of tea. I like do my thing, yada, yada, yada. And I was in my DM group with a bunch of Bravoholics and they just started commenting and being like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And I was so amped up that I actually regretted not watching it live. And I woke up the next morning at seven in the morning and watched it immediately. Good. Like it was so crazy. So for you, what's your experience like 
watching Housewives. Now, you guys get screeners, obviously, because you need to prep for whatever you're going to discuss on that night's Watch What Happens. But what is your experience like? You know, how much time in advance do you get these episodes? Is it just as exciting for you as a part of the Bravo family as as you are a Bravo-holic yourself? What's that process like? It is I mean, to say I have a dream job is putting it lightly, but uh, it's just a joy. And so we typically get episodes, it depends on production really and where they are with edits and all of that stuff, but typically we'll get them a week or two in advance. Uh, Amazing. And especially with Watch Rebels Live, we were always showing sneak peeks of episodes right, before we went during, before quarantine hit and stuff. Yes. So we would always show sneak peeks. So we'd usually be about two weeks out. Um, so I will typically watch them, but I try not to go too far ahead because I want to be fresh in the moment. Yeah, but there is so something I, for, for, stellar episodes I love watching them live and just also seeing the reaction online because it is such a communal experience and it gives me so much joy especially if I know something big is coming like one that pops out was the season 11 Miami trip for New York Housewives where where like (gasps) Sonia wiped out on the floor and all that and I was like I cannot wait for everyone to see this um so that was a great great one uh but yeah New York it's hard for that's my favorite franchise so it's hard for me when I get new episodes to mm-hmm. not go too far ahead because then mm-hmm. it's it's a little tricky for the job to be like oh what happened in this episode that's airing tonight and try to just make sure that we're not doing anything that's spoilery or you know all of that stuff gives away too much. Exactly. Like you want to do like an amuse bouche. You want to have just a little taste yes. before the meal, but not skip to dessert. Yes. And I can't imagine how hard that is. I mean, for me personally, you know, I'm used to when I was a kid back in the early aughts. Um, I remember you couldn't binge like you could only just in general TV shows were released week to week and it was a part of the process of like oh my god what's gonna happen next like Mad Men happens Mad Men goes down the teaser for next week always makes absolutely no sense and has nothing to do with anything else it's just vignettes of people sighing and looking dramatically into the ether out into the ether and now because there is that binge generation happening where you watch shrill season one in three hours at once and you watch whatever amazing masterpiece is on Netflix and Amazon Prime it's great because you want all of it at once but the flip side is you're done and you almost have a stomach ache you're eating like all of this great food but you're eating it so quickly you're literally binging on it that it's hard to force yourself to like maintain self-control and I'm so appreciative of the fact that like Bravo is a TV network and not you know what I'm saying like a Netflix style thing because I don't think I would have the relationship that I have with Housewives if I had access to every season at once. And I think there is something about Housewives that's so special because there are these nuances and these tiny moments that we all pick up and love and gravitate towards. And I don't know if that would, I feel like that would be lost in translation if it was more of a Netflix model where it was we got the entire season of Beverly Hills all at once, you know? I feel like we would never talk about Dorit's pyro guy. You know, that would be such a detail that's just just lost on the wayside, you know. (laughs) 
Oh my God, the pyro guy and her mind, watching her mind at work when she's like pyro. Pyro means fire, Ah. fire person, candles outside. Yeah. So lovely to meet you, member of the staff. Yeah. Like her process. I mean, Dorit is having this season of seasons, but I have a question for you before we dive into Beverly Hills. Of course. I feel like we just need to talk about, we just need to talk about because there's so much. So were you a Bravo-holic before joining the Watch What Happens Live team and Bravo family? Had your dedication to all things Bravo existed prior to that? Or did it happen through your job and, and yeah, everything? Yeah, I, so I first became aware of Bravo, I guess, when I was in college. I remember my mom would watch early seasons of OC, like maybe season three or four. Yes. And oh. this was before, this was before Bass Lake, you know, before like Tamara oh. and Gretchen and and I feel like the show was definitely different from what it is now, but she would watch it in the living room on the back. You know, I would see it in the background and I, I would just be like, oh, okay, rich women in Orange County. And then I was in college and I watched season two of New York in my college dorm room. Uh, they, were, they were doing a marathon on Bravo. So I watched the entire oh. season two and I was hooked. And then from there, I was obsessed, uh, got all of my friends hooked on season three of New York and just started watching all of them. When I was in college, I was the executive producer of our college's talk show. I went to U- <gasps> I, I went to USC in LA. And oh my God, so great school. It, it was amazing and I loved the experience. But the great thing about that was I basically had this talk show where we just booked guests to be on the show. And at this point I was obsessed with Bravo. So I just kept asking all of these publicists for before, you know, like before they were huge, this was back in like 2010, 2009-ish. I, so I had like Patty Stanger on and I had uh, Gretchen on and Vicky, Vicky left me. I felt so bad there was a torrential downpour and she was driving up from Coda to Casa and I was in class oh at the God. time because I was a college student. So she was calling me to say like she was turning around because the weather was so bad, but I couldn't pick up. I was in a class. So she was not, <laughs> she was a she little frazzled. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, she show up or did we she re- ghost We you? wound up rescheduling. <laughs> but then, oh no. yeah. And then when, when Beverly Hills premiered, I had, I reached out to every single um, cast member and Kyle came and did our college talk show because I think Farah at the time just graduated from USC. Um, So that was really sweet. And then the other fun thing, little fun tidbit was my senior year, I want to say I was reaching out to Kim Zolciak's publicist I was obsessed with Tardy for the Party and Ring Don't Mean a Thing. I mean, of and, course. Um, she is obviously based in Atlanta. And I guess, she, I don't think she wanted to do this Ringy Dig talk show. So they were, her publicist was like, well, she's not available, but would you be interested in having this other pop star on? Her name's Erica Jane. And this was back in like 2010, 2011. What? And I, then she came in and did our show. And she was promoting her song called One Hot Pleasure. And I was obsessed with her. So imagine my surprise years later when I'm working on Watch Revens Live and then 
and he's like, oh, we're, we're, we have this new housewife coming who she's like a bona fide pop star. Her name's Erica Jane. And I was like, no, like you have to be kidding me. So that was just a huge full circle moment. Um, so yeah. Have you seen her when she's been on the show? Yes, were you yeah. like, do you remember me? Did yeah. she remember you? She was like, what did she say? She was free. She was like, oh my God. It, she, it was just a total full circle moment. Yeah. But she's great and amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Have, what has your experience been like interacting with the Bravo lebs when they come on Watch What Happens? How close to this the quasi-elevated persona that we see as these episodes air are most of these fascinating women? I mean, I they are 1,000. It is wild because that's always the big assumption. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. they're putting it on for cameras and stuff. And it is unequivocally... Absolutely not. It is just wild how it really feels at work. It feels like I'm at Disneyland and I'm at like a character breakfast. I'm not, I'm not on the talent team, (laughs) but I'm still like interacting with them and seeing them. And it's just, it's, I pinch myself all the time and it is wild and seeing like Ramona with curlers in her hair, asking for wine opener, stuff like that, where I'm just like, how is this my life? Um, we had a holiday party. The holiday party we had after Andy announced he was going to be having a baby. Oh my God, yes, all the OGs. All the OGs came to our holiday party and Ramona grabbed me during the party and asked me to make her a plate of firm white cheeses. And I was like, I, this is Ramona 1000% and she is and always will be my favorite housewife. And like, this is my everything. I would gladly make you a plate of <laughs> white cheddar. I mean, first off, how respectful of you to say she asked your permission <laughs> instead of demanding yeah. that you go out back, milk the yeah. cow, do whatever else it takes to get her a very specific kind yeah. and then murder you regardless. So it, here's my question. It's been an interesting week in yeah. the Bravo community. There's been a lot happening. We have the reunion trailer for Beverly Hills. Mm. We have the reunion trailer for New York. Dorinda's quote unquote departure was announced. When exciting things are happening, when you know that change is on the way, whether it's a new housewife coming in or a current housewife who's maybe retiring or probably more likely taking a little bit of a timeout. Are you involved in those conversations? Andy seems like the kind of guy who would want to get a lot of different opinions. Is that accurate to your experience? Um, Speaking generally, yeah, yeah he's yeah, like yeah. the best boss ever. Uh, I'm so thankful and grateful to him. And Yeah, it is really, it is exciting because when these things are changing, there are times where I'll hear little things or he might ask my feedback on certain, on certain issues or topics. So that's really exciting. Or there have been times where he's shown me like trailers in advance. He's like, do you want to see the cut of this X, (gasps) Y, and Z? And I'm like, Oh. Duh. I, I, it's, it's really. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were like, no, I'm yeah. good. I'm all set. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So it's, it's really great. And I'm very thankful and grateful. And I have to ask, you said New York is your favorite franchise. I mean, yeah. we need to discuss what has broken this week, which is that 
Dorinda rest in peace up yeah. in the air and to heavens above like a red balloon. I mean, yeah. she's floating away, but I think she'll come back to us. I really do. What's your reaction? What's your response? I was really sad about it. I love her so much and I feel like she's given us so, so much. Yeah. And it is just, it is wild to think of how many moments she has given us. I I feel like I'm I I just am very hopeful that this is not the end of her journey on Housewives and I really don't think it is. I don't I think hope. it is at yeah. all. I think if there was one person to leave this season where I'm like this I guarantee this is not the end of the road for Dorinda on Housewives full time, not coming back friend of but coming back better than ever. I think it's Dorinda Medley and I have to say like I've seen a lot of people people are mourning, people are very upset. She's very important to the franchise. She's also had a really tough season and Page Six has not been kind to her this week. They were, you know, discussing the fact that there were rumors that, you know, she was understandably so. I would, I've been saying the same thing every week that she's been, she was sort of asked to hold herself to account on the reunion and really take responsibility for her behavior, her anger, the fact that it comes out a lot with alcohol, but that alcohol isn't itself the core of the issue. I think it's anger mixed with grief. And from what I've heard, she, you know, could have given herself either a more generous exit or potentially maintained ownership of her apple and just couldn't do it. And who knows how true that is, but reading it, I felt like that sounds like the Dorinda we're seeing this season where it's someone who is completely unwilling to take true, genuine um, responsibility for her behavior or even acknowledge the existence of the behavior. And I think she genuinely needs a time out. I think she's dealing with a lot of demons internally and they're not reflecting well on her. It's the episodes have been very dark. She turns on a dime and I just think she needs a little bit of a break. Like I think she regardless of whether she is leaving of her own volition, which I don't necessarily believe, I think this is the best thing for her. I think she just needs, she was a normal person before this. Fame brings with it a lot. I think she's, you know, had this stuff going on before Housewives. It just kind of elevated it into a national conversation. I think she just needs a little bit of a break. I think she needs to take a four o'clock siesta, (laughs) put on her jammies, lay in bed for an hour, just a season, maybe two, probably just one, and just relax, just zone off. Yeah. Zone off for a little bit, take a breath. I mean, what are you what are your thoughts? What do you think? I what's interesting to me is with this announcement comes this new lens to watch the rest of the season because now yes. there is oh. this there is this elephant in the room. There is this mm-hmm. uh this sort of like presence there that you're every time you're seeing something, there's a different connotation to it. And I of will course. say the reunion's probably going to hit differently because of this news. Mm-hmm. Also, what I will say is I laughed so hard when she was imitating Luann singing Happy Birthday in her oh confessional and how yes. anytime Luann has a mic. And that that is, to me, that's my favorite, favorite kind of Dorinda. That I was like, that's the Dorinda I love so, so much. I also feel like there is a little bit of a pile on where 
I think the other women have latched on to like Dorinda being angry. And for example, in last night's episode or in the most recent episode, Mm-hmm. Luann and Dorinda were both yelling at each other, but Ramona only mm-hmm. took issue with Dorinda being upset. When I was like, mm-hmm. I did feel like the ener- like they were having pretty equal energies towards each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, I yeah, I just really hope it's a break and not a complete departure. I mean, in in Dorinda's defense, like Lou was fucking with her when she was like put it put away your phone. We all yeah. know that she was being cheeky, but there was something underneath. But Dorinda's thing is she gets a two and responds with a twelve. Mm-hmm. So it's like this doesn't necessarily deserve the response that you're giving it. But you are right that something was coming your way. The problem is how you respond, and you just bring it. She just brings it to this place that it. It doesn't need to be, and it doesn't mean she's not allowed to be angry. She has the right to be angry. We want to see these women connect and also have conflict. We want to know that they love each other because that gives us stakes. That's what makes it real, makes it serious, makes it dramatic. So she has every right to get angry. The problem, though, is that she's seemingly living in a bubble of rage. And when someone comes near that space, which may pop it a little it might burst that armor that she has around her she acts out and it just we've seen it too many times if she does not take responsibility for it why are we watching you know it just I think this is so important for her and necessary for her and exactly what you said you know we knew watching this episode that she was going to be going on a break, leaving the show, whatever you want to say. And it made me yearn for her. And she's still technically on the show, but she did have some great moments where she was so funny. And I love her relationship with Leah, which I think is so important. They genuinely have such affection for each other that you can see it. There's a mutual respect there. I think they understand each other well. And so I'm going to miss that. I mean, I'm going to miss that next season. I, 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 I'm a little nervous if she's the only casting change. I don't think that is what's going to happen. I think they'll introduce other people. Um, you know, when you look at the remaining cast, do you think she's the only person that will be removed of the folks yeah, currently? I don't, I don't know. I know nothing. Okay. I would... I think me, I think that's like a, it's a good chance, but I don't know anything definitively. Um, but I do feel like I don't see a like season four to season five complete overhaul as much. You don't. Well, I mean, we've already kind of. I mean, Dorinda and Tinsley both leaving this season. Okay, yeah, I so it's, forget. Tin, I forget that Tinsley like literally left the show. That feels like six years. Ago. I know, but she'll oh be. My God, but she'll be back for yeah, the reunion true. in that giant ball gown. So I'm very. I am very excited for that. I think she looks one of the best outfits plus accessory moments of any reunion ever like she looks yeah. so fucking good that dress is ridiculous it's just so funny I genuinely forgot that she left I know like- it really feels like so long ago especially because the show took that hiatus in the middle of the pandemic yes uh, oh my but, god but something that at least has comforted me both mm-hmm. with Dorinda's departure and Bethany's departure is mm-hmm. something I love about this show so much. It is so rewatchable. 
when oh. when I have nothing to watch or not even you know I could watch no. yeah of course yeah, I, you could just pick it just pick it yeah. own it own it <laughs> yeah I, just, yes it is so so good to just put on an old episode and they mm-hmm. both Bethany and Dorinda they've given us so so much that mm-hmm. it is great to just go back and rewatch for example rewatching the first episode of the season nine Mexico trip I will say that is just such a great thing to watch right now during oh. this pandemic since we obviously yes. shouldn't really be traveling. <laughs> but <Shouldn't>. yeah. <laughs> yes. Shouldn't yeah. is the nice yeah. Shouldn't really? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, yes. But that that one episode, I was showing it to my straight roommate. And he's, he's very, he only knows Housewives through me, of course. But he enjoyed it a lot because you got Ramona's face peel. You got the whole room chaos. <laughs> you have Luann falling in the bushes. You have Dorinda. Oh. You have Tinsley getting a set at dinner over um over oh the page God. six stuff and her being ungrateful to Sonia there's just there there's a lot there's a huge library there that we can go back to um so yeah until hopefully Dorinda's return I mean and I have to say just shout out to this week um guys next week's the finale I've heard from a bunch of you who maybe saw me in the teaser <laughs> for next week fingers crossed you'll see my face it will be the second time I my face will have cameoed friend of style on a New York finale that happened I think two years ago where you see me looking very confused and quizzical listening to Sonia talk about Saint Tropez for 15 minutes Ugh. at that the with the Bethany Ramona yada yada uh moment at that bar um or whatever it was um so I'm so excited guys I can't wait to see I will because I am narcissistic Nelly, I will be watching next week live. Good, good. You <laughs> just in case, just, just in case. We'll see what happens. So listen, Nick Rizzo, Ugh. we need to talk. Yes. We need to talk about Beverly Hills. Well, we need to talk it through. We need to unpack it. What a finale. Was, I mean, I don't, I don't even, I watched it. Let's see. We're recording this Friday morning. I've watched it, I think, three times. I've seen the scene with Rinna and Denise an untold number of times. We don't have enough time in the day in which to process those like four to six minutes, but we're going to try. So what were your thoughts just watching the finale, watching the finale and watching this season? What has your experience been? Watching this whole season, it was there's something about, I think it happened this season, it happened last season with Puppy Gate, where mm. I do feel like when things leak and things start snowballing in the press, it takes on a different energy and it almost, I think it makes things worse on the show than if it was self-contained and mm. the public's opinion wasn't shifting. I feel like, especially last season with everything that happened with puppy gate there were by the time the season started there were already so many assumptions and feelings that it became so toxic especially watching it with fans and i feel like everything was so combative and i felt a similar sense with this season where all of this brandy and denise stuff leaked before the season aired and it it really it i there's something going back to New York. There was something so incredibly amazing in season eight 
the fact that the it's about Tom revelation with mm-hmm. Bethany and Luann, mm-hmm. that never got out anywhere. And it, that just came like such a huge bombshell. So I, I yes. wish in both of these seasons of Beverly Hills that those stories didn't really get out. Um, but I will say that this was a ride of a season and I absolutely loved it. And I thought, I loved Garcelle and Sutton. I thought they brought such oh. different energy. Yeah. Sutton, I just mm. let the mouse Dying go. Down. And there, oh she gave us so many moments. And I, it, it's been... It's been a really good season. I've been really, I've really enjoyed it. I have complicated feelings about how this plot has developed, how these women have taken the idea, regardless of like cheating, whatever, of two women having allegedly some sort of sexual interaction yeah. and using that in the same conversation of like, Denise isn't truthful. It makes me uncomfortable that being said, this season is so rewatchable and has brought us such so many genuine, intense moments that while there is an argument around, you know, what would we have had without this? That's not that's not a viable conversation because this is what this is. So who knows what would have happened without it? But the point is, this happened now. As you said, I mean, it's there is a question there of what would have happened had this not broken on Daily Mail or whatever tabloid covered it. Um, but that is what happened. And this is taking place in Beverly Hills, L.A. A lot of these people are performers. There is that Hollywood moment. I think many of these women, including certainly Garcelle, have experienced shocking moments from their personal life becoming public. So I think that that adds an additional layer that these women, many of whom are or were professional actresses, can appreciate, where it feels like the old school Hollywood system, except it's new school for for Housewives and for Beverly Hills. It's just been like really intense. I mean, I think about recording Andy's Girls for the past several weeks, and New York has had moments. It's not had a great season, but there have been moments. Potomac is killing it week to week. But what I want to talk about for an hour plus every week is BH. I can't get enough of talking about this, which I think says something about the season that we're experiencing. It's been really intense it in, really a good, has. in a good way. There's a lot to say. Absolutely. I do. It's really hard. And I think there was something that was circulating a couple of days ago on like on Bravo social Twitter that Ooh. you can be team Denise, but still believe that something happened. I Instagram storied yes. it, friend yeah, yeah, yeah. of the show, Faces by yes, Bravo. Yes, I love Faces by Bravo. Yeah. Steve's amazed. And he put up, I think he tweeted and amended an IG about the fact that it is possible to be team Denise and still believe Brandy. And that is the position that I am in. I have complicated feelings toward Brandy, who has a vested interest in talking about this. Goes to a, if we're going to talk about Dorinda, Dorinda's got nothing on how low and toxic Brandy can go. Mm-hmm. So you have to like understand the messenger in some ways that regardless of whatever happened, Brandy has a large vested interest in talking about this on camera and cashing herself a BH check. Some of these women have vested interests in 
this being discussed so that it becomes plot and maybe their lives aren't as um, enmeshed in this season and what's discussed. But that being said, I'm 100% team Denise, who's not doing herself a lot of favors. And I think in many ways has lied. I mean, you know, it's possible to say something happened. Something apparently obviously happened between these two women. And also I'm on team, De- team Denise. Yeah. I don't think any of us will ever really know what happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. I think the only people who will really know will be Brandy and Denise. Mm-hmm. I, it's tricky because it felt to me this whole, it felt like an ambush and I really don't like that. I, and it's interesting because the same thing happened to Kyle with Brandy in season four with bringing those tabloids to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And that was such Mm -hmm. a big deal. And that's a very interesting comparison right now where if the, like, if you think about it, the the whole Brandy revelation that was the tabloids and instead of warning Denise ahead of time they brought that to Rome just like Brandy was going to bring those tabloids to Mexico so it's just Mm -hmm. things like that and I I am very excited for the reunion I really hope that there's some resolution to this that we can all hopefully move on and Brandy filmed a one-on-one I don't know where that will be, if it'll be a part of the reunion. My guess is it could potentially be like part of part three, since she wasn't allowed to actually be in the Zoom where it happens, but is obviously in some sort of conversation (laughs) with Andy. My guess is that that will, or it could be like the week after part three as some sort of extension or something. I mean, how do you think that's going to go? It obviously was already filmed. Yeah, I... I'm just, it's interesting for, this is just my opinion. I have no, I have no No, knowledge. Yeah. No, do it, do it, break it down. But I, I do feel like something may have happened between the two of them. So, but I do feel like some of these deep brandy might be embellishing things. Oh my God. I 100% agree with that. And the whole thing with Brandy saying, I'm not a liar. While that is probably technically true. Brandy has a huge, enormous history of elevating stuff, even above doing this to be on the show, but because that's a personality. So she'll go from one to a hundred. And that same thing can happen with how she narrates the story of whatever happened in her inner truth. So it's like, you have to take it with a grain of salt because she is especially salty do I think something happened? 100% I do. Do I trust the minutia of what's what Brandy is saying? I don't. And those text messages, when we look at the text messages that were shared at Buka to Baby, to me, and obviously there's like a year's worth, so who knows, it looked like Brandy was initiating all of that conversation and Denise was responding in kind. So Brandy would say something, Denise would give her a compliment. Brandy would say something, Denise would give her a compliment. It is possible they only met up in person four times, as Denise said. It is also possible that they talked every day. I have good friends pre-Rona who I will shoot the shit with on text message, DM, or whatever, who I might not see often throughout the year, if at all, but I consider them a friend, a close whatever. I think you could say that 
to maybe a less intimate level for Brandy and Denise. They were shooting the shit, whatever else, something happened or not, but probably yes. And they continued to help each other. Brandy was helping Denise, I think, with strategy with certain things and filming. And, you know, Denise would pay her a compliment now and again. Denise is not helping things by saying, we never, we weren't close even if she's technically correct that they only met up a few times, there was obviously a level of intimacy there, even if the other women are exacerbating and exploiting that idea in order to suggest a relationship. Absolutely, yeah. It is It is just so wild. I would love to see the text messages for all of the women, you know? Like, it's... Ooh, it's very yes. yeah I would love to see the text messages between Kyle and Brandy or Teddy and Brandy or you know just like pick just a random pair I just want to get a bigger context <laughs> That's yeah we didn't, we're not saying that for any reason maybe a group thread with Brandy and Teddy and Kyle and Kim because my guess is that something like that does exist these four very specific women coming together who now seem very close or at least very friendly, all of whom have some sort of vested interest in talking about what happened as often as possible in front of the cameras as often as possible. Like, yeah. let, let's not pretend that this doesn't work out in Kyle and Teddy's favor to have this be the focus. Absolutely. And I will say one of the great tragedies of this pandemic and COVID is that uh, we did not get a Brandy Kim stand-up night in Orange County. I mean, I would I have... I think it was supposed to be April or May. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I would have loved to see that. I would have, I would have flown to Irvine to see that, you know? (laughs) Um, I wonder if they'll do it in some way over. It's not the same thing as, I mean, it's really not like that. You have to be, you have to be in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would fly there, but I would read tabloid pieces and snippets of video about what happened. Absolutely. I will say Kim was very shady to bring Brandy as her plus one to that finale party. And that it's just, yeah. (laughs) Who do you think knew? I, I don't know. I want to say, I, I want to, I hope that when the ladies say they didn't know, I really want to believe them. (laughs) I mean, Kyle didn't say I didn't know. Kyle was said something about like, don't look at me. Dorit, I'm guaranteed didn't know. Yeah. Her face was like, what the fuck? Also, Dorit's, oh my God, Dorit's dress, that whole Versace safety pin moment. Phenomenal. It, Phenomenal. She's my favorite. I love her. She has she's, become the true queen of Beverly Hills for me. I, I, mean, I still love all Liz of the Harley. women, but yeah. Of course. No, she's had an iconic redemptive season I mean the fact that the episode ended with her goodbye you know like video shot of the her adorable kiddo like she really has been the saving grace in many ways because I feel like Dorit became the voice of an audience the voice of the audience in a way that I didn't expect or anticipate but was really gratefully received I think by many of us myself included and it also seemed I mean the Buca de Beppo queen, she never really got involved in anything that wasn't her business. Like, unless, mm-hmm. 
well, <laughs> she did get, she did start that whole Sutton fight, which I loved when she was like, I'm gonna freak the fuck out. I loved. <laughs> that seems like forever ago. That was- it feels like literally six years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. So long. Yeah. She's had a great, she's had a great ride. She's had a great journey this season. Um, so thinking a little bit about, you know, this finale that happened, this historic finale, we talked for a hot second about that scene between Rinna and Denise, but it was representative, I think, of a lot. It was representative of the disconnect Rinna seems to have between the permission she gives herself to have feelings versus her refusal to accept feelings in opposition to her own, like at Buca de Beppo, when she said to Garcelle, like, if you feel a certain way, that's on you. Like, that's yeah. your problem. If you have a feeling and you want to share that feeling, I don't care to receive it. It's actually not my responsibility to, it's your responsibility to work through it until we're on the same page versus that call with Denise where she was like, I feel what I feel. And what I feel is what I feel like I you have to understand how I feel because how I feel is the truth. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to carry over in their one on one itself where it was like Rinna. I don't know. I don't even like trying to it's I'm thinking of Vicky of like you're nailing me to the wall like Jesus did or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like she deserves, I think, backlash for the ways in which she was probing Denise. But she also has raised valuable points about like sympathy posts and about how Denise is trying to change the narrative as she has learned through 14 years of fighting tabloids in her ongoing, you know, struggles with Charlie Sheen. Like just because she she still is making valuable points, it's just that she's refusing to take responsibility for the after effects of this as well as how she's behaved during this drama itself does that make I don't know if that makes sense absolutely absolutely yeah and I think the saddest thing for me is I love Rinna and Denise's friendship and and I wish I really hope that they can get back to a better place but it doesn't seem likely especially it is just so wild looking at the two scenes between them from the past couple weeks of their tearful, Mm -hmm. their tearful moment in Rome where I was like, I Mm -hmm. think this is good. We can move past this to this. This was just very, this was soapy. This was dramatic. The, Ooh, you're so angry. I, Oh my God. It's, it's, it's hard to see where they could go from there, you know? And I guess we'll find out at the reunion, but. Oof. Yeah, I think Rinna is being as manipulative as she's accusing. Rinna's being as manipulative, manipulative on camera as she's accusing Denise of being off camera. And mm-hmm. I think for Denise, what would have really helped her is if she had watched Beverly Hills or at least Googled it before she joined, because it appears that Denise really and truly thought that there was a difference between what happens behind the scenes and what happens during filming and that there is never a combination of the two. And it would have been great if in between texting Brandy, she slid into Adrian Malouf's DMs Mm -hmm. because 
I think Adrian was much more protected by production and network than Denise was, but at least Denise would have been aware of the fact that breaking of the fourth wall or discussing, even if it can't be said on camera legally, that discussing something and how that is taken can absolutely be used as part of the plot. It was very fascinating to see all of these these barriers and the fourth wall being broken down. Mm. And we have been seeing that in Housewives franchises now. So it's starting to creep up every now and then. And it oh wait, every time it happens, it is thrilling. I am on the edge of my seat. Ramona's birthday party when mm. when Teresa was flipping out over the Danielle accusations last season. Mm. It is it, it's just I think it yes, it takes you out of the show, but it also really grounds it in reality because there is no, I guess, pussyfooting around anything. There is no taking things out because it's unflattering. And yeah, that that conversation with Denise in Rome, the Bravo Bravo, I mean that I will rewatch that all the time now. It was truly a masterpiece. And I mean, Denise struggling on camera with the idea that she has no control of how this plot is going to be used as narrative and struggling so mightily and not like recklessly, but not unsuccessfully with how to pivot where She's just burying herself in falsehoods because she's like a deer in headlights and she doesn't know how to escape and survive. So she's saying these things that don't necessarily make sense, but they're coming from a place of, yes, you know, and being frantic, being scared. And something that I think could give context to what she's probably feeling right now is we are seeing everything, but for her... That must have been such a jaw-dropping moment for her when they are throwing these accusations at her because she has no idea what Brandy said. And we all know Brandy is a firecracker and you, she's very unpredictable. So the fact that like she's being just like hit with this barrage of information, I'm, sh- that, I'm sure that would cause someone to go immediately on the defense because you re- you're like, oh my God, what did she say? What is on camera? What's off camera? That must be such a mind fuck. I can't even deal with that. And I like, that's so much worse than the typical, like, oh, I didn't see so-and-so's confessional where they were shady to me. Like this is, this just is such a huge bombshell that you're not privy to and it's concerning you. So I haven't, that must've been awful for Denise. So I do feel for her. And Denise is probably thinking, listen, how is this going to affect my relationship with Aaron, who yeah. appears didn't know about whatever happened that allegedly took place that 100% in some way took place. So it's her struggling with, oh, my God, um, I had a relationship that maybe Aaron didn't know about or that I didn't need the world to know about, regardless of whatever she told him, her kids, the custody stuff with Charlie, how is this going to affect her reputation? How is this going to work and fit in with whatever ongoing court stuff she has going on that we saw her very stressed out about at the beginning of the season and and really concerned? I think that there are a lot of after effects that are genuinely dangerous to Denise that Denise recognizes as dangerous But also she chose a very specific person to be friends with 
And sometimes people behave recklessly and don't think that they deserve potential ramifications. And I'm very confident that Denise wasn't thinking, wow, this person who has a history with the show, who has a vested interest in returning, may be able to use or manipulate whatever happened, even if it's just text messages and nothing more. You know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And she should have seen who Brandy was had she actually watched the show. I mean, this isn't news to anyone that this is coming through the vehicle of Brandy. And Denise, who was married to Charlie Sheen, has exhibited risky behavior with who she marries, who she's in whatever kind of entanglements with whatever, where to a certain extent, you might not deserve what happens because of this, but you also need to take responsibility for putting yourself in a position where crazy shit can happen. You know, you're not protected and you signed up to be on a reality show, maybe not to potentially be outed, which is what a lot of people felt happened, myself included, but she did sign up to be on a show where there is risk involved and where she doesn't actually have a producer credit. She has a lawyer, but a cease and desist is not an EP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't. Yeah. And I don't really fault her for not going to Dorit's because I don't think I would if. Oh, 100% yeah. I wouldn't know. No, and everybody pretending, oh my God, she's not here. Guys, do you not remember what happened in motherfucking Italy? Like, of course she's not going <laughs> to yeah. show up. And yes, she was planning on showing up. And this isn't an example of her being deceitful or whatever else. This is Brandy giving her a heads up. And P.S., what does that say about how Brandy is behaving on camera that she gave in a good way, in a moral way, Denise, the benefit of a heads up to say, I'm going to be there which also, P.S., makes you really think about how she has discussed Denise when Denise hasn't been in the room. Like, how much of that is how she really feels? How much of that is how she really feels but knows that there are camera crews present? How much of that is how she really feels and really wants to make herself a storyline or whatever else? She's giving Denise a heads up that didn't need to happen. My guess is production wasn't thrilled when they found out about it, but that she had, that Brandy had reached out. But of course, Denise, who says Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo is not going to want to put herself in a position to be called out by strangers, cast members, frenemies, and this woman who she said she sort of barely knows, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I wonder, did Denise respond to Brandy? I guess, no. I don't know. I think I saw that Brandy was giving all of her texts to producers. I might have read, like, she tweeted that somewhere, but I have to yeah, dig that. Yeah, she yeah. two years <laughs> worth of, of texts yeah. to producers. And then it was like, one tweet was like, you'll all see the <laughs> truth. And then the other tweet was like, if you don't, like, blame production kind of stuff. Because yeah. I mean, but again, the texts aren't going to be, which I think even Denise said at one point, like, it doesn't really matter what's the texts show that they were friendly. Yeah. You know, like I text yeah. with people all the time, varying degrees of affection that I hold for them. Like it doesn't, Denise had a vested interest. 
you could argue to keep Brandy close in case she needed to use her as a weapon. She just didn't understand that she was helping weaponize mm-hmm. a plot that she would have preferred not to have exist. I just, know? I feel bad for Garcelle because I, mm. I just hate that she missed that illusionist. Like if Denise <laughs> just gave her a heads up, she could have seen that like weird cigarette flying around. Oh my God. The jokes could, that could have happened if that diamond ring had disappeared on anybody else's hand. I mean, where was Harry Hamlin? Why is he not, why is he allowed to not participate? Why does he get a non-participation trophy every season? And yet Rinna is going on and on about how Denise isn't being truthful. Like you have to show something false in order to call its validity into question. And what have we seen of Rinna? Mm-hmm. Like, when is that? I think Rinna is so great. She's such a great housewife. But we all need to embrace the idea that she is not the protagonist, but the exact opposite. And I would love for her full villain to come out next season with someone truly holding her accountable. Like, I'd love it. But we're all pussyfooting around the idea that, like, Denise is the one who's not telling the truth, which may, in fact, be be correct, but that's not the only inaccuracy that's playing out here. Like Erica Jane is on Broadway. Mazel tov. I would have gone for my birthday uh, um, around the end of March. Oh had no, she was COVID-19. iconic. Did I, you see her in I it? saw her in January. Yeah, it was Fuck. just so wild. It was, I got rush seats and it was oh a God. joy. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I heard she was genuinely good. Like this was like, oh my God, who's the right example of it? Was it Emma Stone in Cabaret who I didn't see? Uh, but oh yeah, said, like, I saw, I saw her in that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely. Was, I would like, make that surprisingly comparison. good. Um, and Scarlett Johansson in what it wasn't a view, view from the bridge. It was something else. I saw her in her second shot on the great white way and it was not good, but uh, her first show where it was like, this is, not intended to be stunt casting because it actually worked. Mm-hmm. You know, like where there's sometimes casting moments where this actually makes a lot of sense. And certainly in a show that's about celebrity and fame and the lurking underbelly, yeah. Erica Jane makes a lot of sense. And she's also a performer who has a, a, a different side. And her. her doing Fosse choreography, it oh. was it was just such a great match. She was really great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just blown away. I, and I th- I haven't ventured up to Times Square recently, but I think mm-hmm. she's still on all those trash cans because they haven't really, oh. I think so, because no one's really changing advertising or maybe that it, definitely the beginning of the pandemic, it was like that, but I don't know right now. Yeah, it probably still is up. Yeah. Like that's not a high priority for people. And I don't know how ad sales are going for, you know, Times Square trash right now, but um kudos to her yeah. if that is um still up. Um yeah, I mean, I think maybe this has raised some thoughts, hopefully, for Team BH when they look to next season. Do you think Garcelle, who Mazel Tov on the reel, yes. I'm so happy for her, except it better not fucking affect her leaving the show because I need her desperately. I know. Do you think Garcelle is going to come back? Do you think Denise is going to return? What are your thoughts? I would love to see both of them come back. And yes, especially agreed. with Garcelle, I just hope like I'm excited for her new job there. I I think it's great that it is live. Because mm-hmm. I I feel like that's there won't be a, a, as much work. Well, who knows? I mean, COVID. We don't know what 
what this country will look like. Yeah, look we, like for we really anything. don't know. Yeah. I I would think that's a good point, though. It's not a scripted series, which takes a lot more mm-hmm. time when it comes to how things are actually produced. And she could go in, you know, like Kelly Ripa style. You go in at whatever time, yeah. you film your shit, and then you leave and have the rest of the day. And it actually might help her availability because if in a different world she was able to film in a studio, she would need to be in that space. So she wouldn't be, you know, coming to America too yeah. only needs to be filmed once. So even if she wasn't available for parts of this current season, the real might actually help her and us by having her remain in the LA area, mm-hmm. which is to our great benefit. I am going to be very intrigued to see what the future of housewives looks like as they're all reflecting on COVID and Mm. just seeing these new, I guess, filming procedures. Variety did a great Mm. article about what Bravo is doing right now, uh, uh, production wise. And I'm very Mm. excited to see just how, how things work out in the next couple months. And yeah, I'm very excited for Salt Lake City. I think that will be incredible. (gasps) Which yeah. is coming this fall. Have you seen any no, snippets nothing, of it? Nothing Not yet. Yeah. But I've heard really good things. So that's, yeah. yeah. Same. I mean, it's going to be something. I'm so excited for it. I think we need another new conversation starter mm-hmm. and the timing couldn't be more perfect. You know, Jersey is filming now. Atlanta's filming now. OC is done I want to say and Dallas is still filming so obviously the big trips are out which in many ways reveals the quality of the cast because if you don't have the gorgeous going to the Middle East going to Europe going to Mexico wherever as the framework of glamour and you have to stay in the area in which you're shooting or like somewhere relatively nearby what does that look like? Yeah. You know, like how does that, how does that affect the kind of like glamour and wealth and whatever that you're bringing to the table? If a lot of it is existing in homes that we've seen for several years, you know, shopping trips, restaurants, all of these Mm -hmm. things that we associate with housewives, it's going to be looked at through a very different lens, I think. So I'm, And group events. Yeah. Group event is going to be just the women in the cast. I mean, there was something I read about, you know, all of the women on the shows currently filming wear masks at all times, except when they're not, except when they're like directly filming. So you can like literally see the stuff that's coming out of their mouths. Um, But I wonder, and also, you know, there's a discomfort many of us feel for how some of these women have behaved during COVID. Like the trailer for New York, (laughs) I am slightly uncomfortable with Ramona hopefully being held to account, but rewriting the like safety measures and saying I was in Florida, it's fine. Like, Sweetie, it's not. What Leah and Dorinda are saying has total accuracy and you behave like a menace. You don't get to say I was quarantined in Florida for four months because you stayed within state lines, but were like shooting the shit 24-7, then came back to New York, didn't self-quarantine at all, and then went to a Hamptons party with people who later tested positive. Like, we know... 
how is this going to work out? Like, I, I just truly hope that if we're talking about accountability and women who we hope are held accountable, similar to Dorinda's personality and her behavior this season, I really hope that Ramona is held accountable Absolutely. for the manner yeah. in which she's behaved publicly and privately that we know about. It's not great. I'm very excited it's... for this reunion. It's, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be wild with them all six feet apart and all in one yes. room. I think it's going to give this amazing energy and I'm very excited for it. And also they literally haven't seen each other in person for several months. They haven't seen Andy. If they've been on Watch What Happens, which you would know more about than anybody else, it's taken place from wherever they're currently staying, quarantining, yeah. wherever else. Like the fact that they are in person is amazing. I do have to, though, give credit to Beverly Hills because that trailer for the reunion, the quality of the production of that motherfucking trailer, the way that everyone looked mm -hmm. was a plus plus so while i'm super appreciative for new york in real life like the growth that has happened from the atlanta reunion stuff which was they were doing their best we're so appreciative of it of There's course so much content that was quality but like beverly hills looks i think as good as you can possibly look under the circumstances it's just been amazing to see how bravo has really stepped up and they it's it's wild to see how far these reunions have come since the beginning of this yes. because some of them were so, I remember we were doing like the Summer House reunion and the Shaws of Sunset reunion. Well, yes. the Summer House reunion was like a little glitchy and like the Below Deck Sailing Yacht reunion, I think we did. That was a little, mm. yeah, that was a little glitchy, but it's it's been wild. And they, the setups have been so, I'm so impressed by them because they really, I think, I don't know all of the specifics, but I think they, mm -hmm. they send them basically like full camera kits and then take those, with a zoom and sort of mm -hmm. edit them all the editors all are together. amazing yeah so how has your job changed through corona how has your job responsibility changed maybe the pressure yeah. how is how has it shifted at i all? mean it's just it's been so incredible i'm very thankful and grateful that i'm still employed and yeah we're still making new content and mm -hmm. it's been such a treat to see all these housewives in their at-home mm -hmm. setups it mm -hmm. is such a joy to watch them get set up though which i feel oh. i feel like that is a whole <laughs> other show of watching oh the tech setups we've had some doozies uh mm. but yeah it's just been it's been very interesting I do miss the energy of a studio and I miss, mm -hmm. you know, I miss the clubhouse. Yes. Uh, but this is the reality for right now. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot more, we do a lot more questions and question-based mm -hmm. games because in, mm -hmm. at least in the beginning, we couldn't really show clips as much. And now mm -hmm. we're starting to get back up into the swing of things. So hopefully we'll be getting more more and more to what our show usually is. Um, yeah. And your job as a senior producer at Watch What Happens, that's based on um, obviously having a senior producer role at Watch What Happens. But 
you do you spend a lot of the time on research is that correct yeah yeah your, so, what's what's your scope so i sort of i manage our research department at watch weapons live where we have a group of four researchers and then i also wear a lot of other hats as well mm. working with all of the like here's what's and all the game mm. and stuff like that working with our segment producers on things like that um plead the fifth is always something that is oh. uh something that i hold very near and dear to my heart and I work really hard on. Uh, and then during in normal, I also manage with our research team, we manage our all of the interactive questions that are coming in through Twitter, Facebook. Oh my God. Stuff uh, and figuring out what questions we should be asking as well as our polls that we used to be doing, like we used to be doing all of the live polls uh, and then also producing the phone callers that are calling in. So they're definitely like, wow. it's, it's a, it's a big juggling act, but it's so mm -hmm. collaborative and it's such a small staff that it is so amazing. And I, yeah, I'm absolutely obsessed. Do you have a favorite plead the fifth moment? Pro I mean, there have been a couple. I loved the pink and Christina Aguilera moment where pink revealed that like Christina once tried to swing at her at a club which came out of <laughs> nowhere so that was just something amazing i really i also loved um there i when we had jennifer lawrence on the first time oh my god he was so good and i remember reading this like obviously bogus tabloid story about how her and i think um liam hemsworth were just like canoodling at some at the gramercy Someplace in New York, I forgot where, but I, we wrote a question oh for Plead the Fifth of like, did you two ever kiss when the cameras weren't rolling? And she sort of admitted to that. And that was such a huge moment. And I was like, oh my God. It always excites me when some sort of huge pop culture bombshell or revelation comes out through our show. And then you see the repercussions of it, which is just always wild to me. I also love how we have seen the absolute fandom of celebrities who are themselves also Bravoholics. Absolutely. I mean, you look at Chrissy Teigen, Jennifer Lawrence being surprised by, who was it? Lou oh, and yes. Bethany? That, was it Lou and yeah, Bethany? It was, no, who was yes. It? Um, and that was something that I was very excited about. I, I, I pitched that idea because I was working <gasps> on Jennifer Lawrence stuff and I remembered this Oprah article that, or this, uh, I think it was for O Magazine where she said, who would your dream dinner party be? And it was <laughs> Scott Disick, Luanne Deliceps and Bethany Frankel. Oh my God. So I, I flagged that and I was like, oh, she's coming on in like a month. Um, we should surprise her with them. And, and, we, and then our amazing talent team, they, they made it work and it was incredible. It was so good. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. And also and her Scott face Disick, was like- Scott Disick, I think, wouldn't fly private. So, or he would only fly private. So he was not a part of it. So that's why we got the cardboard cutout, which I love. I mean- Scott Disick. Yeah. And then, yeah, our- um, Oh my God. Yeah, our co-EP, John Jude, and our supervising producer, Melissa France, I think, had the idea to do this like kabuki- curtain drop which was that was the big like curtain drop which that was mind-blowing yeah 
That is an iconic moment. I mean, like that's an icon. There are so many iconic moments when I think about Watch What Happens. And my hope is, I mean, it's so amazing that it's continued and ongoing and giving us great content now. But I can't wait for it to come back to the clubhouse. Is there any, even without an, I don't know, because the audience is so important and it's a small space which lends such intimacy to those in attendance, but also during a pandemic when it's six of feet course, is it's, a yeah. little bit more difficult. Yeah. I wonder if, is there a time in which you could see even without an audience or an audience of like a couple of people one yeah, person, I and then a couple chairs yeah. and another person just to even get a vibe there. Do you see that on the horizon? Hopefully, hopefully soon, but I really have no idea. And it is sad because I speaking of Beverly Hills, I can't, so Rome happened right after BravoCon, which is just wild. It did. Yeah. And it's just it's crazy. So, like I was thinking back and thinking of like that huge BravoCon episode. And it's just so wild to think that that's almost now a year ago. And it's just so, I just, I would love for everything to get back to normal as soon as possible. Totally. And also just thinking about the house, the BH panel at BravoCon, mm-hmm. it was one of the strangest because the the energy was off. And I guess something was and, different. And so now we kind of have the full right. timeline where mm-hmm. where now we know they were all not great with Denise. <laughs> so right. that made it that that probably was very awkward. I was actually working with the for the Watch Weapons Live episode because there were 70 something Bravo celebrities. Oh we all were on Crazy. talent duty. So they just basically took all the producers and they were like assigning us individual casts. So to sort of make sure that they were there on time oh and ready God. to go. So my cast was Beverly Hills. <laughs> so <gasps> I had no idea. It was so wild because I had no idea that they weren't, they were on such like um, outs with Denise. Um, but they were all lovely. And so like, I would not have thought anything of it. And then looking at, that was like November 17th or something. And looking at Teddy's, the pictures that she posted of them packing for Rome was November 19th. So it's just wild that they were all at BravoCon and like the Brandy drama was literally just lingering about to drop, which is, yeah. Just wild. Oh my God. That like takes my breath away. Here's a question for you. What was a crazier experience? Wrangling Beverly Hills and being a part of such an iconic Watch What Happens at BravoCon or being in the mix of things at Andy's baby shower? Oh my God. The baby shower was that. It was the more difficult one was probably BravoCon just because I was working. Mm -hmm. And and there were... 70 bravo celebrities in one room so this was insane oh and Wild. i can't it was such a pinch me moment but it was also they were all mingling with each other everyone was drinking um so i was just watching all of them while also having a just an earpiece getting updates oh of where we were at in the show and then it was like the gayest version of where's waldo where <laughs> all of a sudden i was like oh my God, I need to get my cast together. And I'm like, where's Rinna? Where's Rinna? And just looking through this entire room full of glammed up people, it was wild. And then, oh my God, seeing like 
my one of my favorite parts was seeing Tinsley and Toya from Married to Medicine in the same dress. Oh my god, I love Toya. And just seeing both of them at opposite corners of the room, yes. and I was like, oh, oh my god. And I think I caught from the corner of my eye, I caught the moment where Tinsley turned, and I saw the look of recognition on her face when she saw like someone else was wearing my dress. That was amazing. Oh um, but yeah, Andy's baby shower was life-changing. One of the best days of my life. It <gasps> really? It really, it's literally like I put it on my phone case because I just need. <gasps> oh my God, I, Nick Rizzo, I've, seen your, <laughs> I've seen you in all of these photos. You're it, literally right there. You're in the it, thick of yeah. it. You're in the center. It was wild because a couple of us from Watch Weapons Live were out in LA while Andy was filming there for, um, for the preparation of his son. And so, yeah, one, it was like, a Monday and we got a Google invite from Kyle. Like it was like a paperless post thing <laughs> from all the OGs. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to this. Oh my God. Um, it was so wild to see them all interacting. And then when they all started getting up and dancing and just being like a little day drunk on Rosé and watching yes. all of this, it was such a full circle moment. It was, Yeah. Sonia was like, I'll be your surrogate to me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> this is wild. Can I ask you a question? This is just coming to yeah. me. So when it was like the Met Ball for Bravoholics, like we were just waiting with bated breath for stuff to come out. I remember the day of there was a self-produced gossip shit show that none of you guys had any responsibility. None of you should be held accountable. But Danielle Staub leaked to page six that she hadn't received an invite and was very upset because she was in town filming something. And after that leaked by sources next to Danielle, she got the invite that she essentially blackmailed herself into getting and then showed up. How much of that I, it's like, what is even, I have 13 questions about this. Were there people who were upset they weren't present? And how much of like the tabloid coverage of it influenced your experience yeah, being it was, in attendance? I, it really didn't at all because it was okay, all good. through the OGs. And they basically, from my understanding, I think they just invited anyone who was a current housewife. Current full-time. Yeah, current, current full-time, full-time housewife. housewife. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, I think Mimi brought Marlo because Marlo was in town. And then also she brought Phaedra, which was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think the, Mar- I think Marlo was in town to attend. Yeah. Phaedra. I don't think she was just there. For yeah. The but it was, yeah. And then they all were going out to like Craig's after it was, oh my God. I felt so lucky and privileged to be in that room because and then seeing John Mayer walk in and seeing all of the housewives, just their heads just start turning. It was oh so amazing. It really was. Do you know why it wasn't filmed? I think it was just this special moment. Uh, it was genuinely yeah. supposed to be a private. It was supposed to be like a genuine. I just hope, you know, baby Ben is like yeah. the cutest baby ever. And I, Andy seems like such a devoted parent. If he chooses to have another kid. Yeah. And there a hundred percent will be another baby yeah. shower to the gods at Bravo. It was great that Radio Andy. Absolutely, was there. that's what I was going to say really, too. Yeah, great, great, great. Yeah. But 
get a camera in the room, whatever it takes. These, this is an iconic moment. Yeah. And first off, we know Andy. We have been with him through his journey on Bravo. So the fact that we would somehow get entry there as Bravoholics would be amazed through coverage. But just get a camera in there. It would be fucking wild. It would, yeah. It would be a blast. I think it really was. Shit. They were all just there to have fun and unwind. And yes. then it, yeah. It was seeing Ramona fall off a table was also <laughs> truly, I, I've never laughed that hard in my life. It, ugh, they were. How did she handle she it? She was not, it was not good. Cause they were all <laughs> dancing on tables and she just like went by. Yeah. Ugh, that was oh wild. Yeah. I absolutely loved that. And see, I mean, that was like one of the most iconic moments we've ever seen from Lisa Brenna. And I, yeah, it was just wild. And at first, I mean, at first I wore this like sequin jacket and I, first I was going to be like, well, I, I left, I left my friend's apartment and I was just wearing like a pretty muted outfit. And I was like, you know what? This is a housewife's baby shower. Like I need to wear my sequin jacket. And I was like, right. yeah. When is this going to happen? Yeah. And I'm so happy I did. Yeah. Oh my God. That picture, that group picture it's of all of them. Beautiful. Plus Andy and I think John Mayer is in that photo. Yeah. If I'm, I mean, iconic, yeah. historic. That needs to be my new um, screensaver on desktop. Listen, Nick Rizzo, you are such a joy. This was such a pleasure. Likewise, With the I had so much fun. OG Housewives historian. Um, you need to come back ASAP. We need yes. to unpack Potomac. Oh we my need God. to give Potomac There's so much. I can't Can wait just... for T'Challa to attack Wendy. Oh my God. <laughs> T'Challa, the friend of I will, the old so, I will say one thing before we go <laughs> is so me, when me. we first started Watch Revens Live at home, we were trying to think of things to do with like shady puppets, yada yada, and the shipping, as we know, shipping took forever in the beginning of this pandemic. So looking ahead, oh we had the premiere screener for Potomac. So I was like, oh my God we should get like a shady bird to be shady T'Challa. <gasps> so we ordered it, but then Potomac was then delayed. So we've had this, we've had this puppet for <laughs> months now and we were so excited for it. And we had it in the premiere episode of Potomac. And then when T'Challa got lost, Oh my God. So we were bad. like, Oh Tragedy. no, now we can't, no, now we, we can't, can't do shade T'Challa anymore. And then luckily T'Challa's back. So I am just so happy. T'Challa respect represent. Yeah. Thank you for, listen, T'Challa had a little Dorinda time yeah. out. He needed to take a Absolutely. day. He needed to take a moment, collect himself, hold himself accountable, fly the coop and then understand he was needed right back home. Um, Nick Rizzo, listen, this is a double episode. So I'm so excited for the listeners to hear a little kiki with Sema Ball, who do you remember Sema Ball? She was the Turkish yes. coffee reader from uh, New York, I want to say season seven, and she had Turkish coffee and Ugh, then they turned yes. over the saucer thing, yada, yada. Yes. And she unpacked um, things about Dorinda and the loss of Richard, unpack stuff with Heather's journey with her son and health stuff. The fact that shortly thereafter, Carol was going to go to London yes, to pick yes, up her yes. husband's remains and bring him back. Anyway, ever since then, I've thought to myself, I would love just to have a little afternoon with this amazing woman who certainly has many, many gifts. So we zoomed. She read 
my Turkish coffee. We talked about a lot. And I just have to say two things that happened. One before a reading, one after, neither of which were recorded. We did a little tech run through before just to make sure everything was okay with Zoom. She was in her house in Queens, me on my Upper East Side, uh, Sonia Tremont, Morgan Esk, Pied-a-Terre, and Third Floor Walk-Up. And so... She starts saying, we're in the middle of Zoom. We're just shooting the shit. And then I'm like, okay, we're good to go. And she says, I see water. And I was like, sorry. And she says, I see water. Have you been near a body of water? And I was like, no, boo. Like, I have an underlying condition. I don't go outside. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And she's like, I see sailing. Do you know anybody that sails? And I looked at her, looked at her, and like all the blood dropped in my body. And I said, yes. And she said, when is the last time you called your father, who I hadn't spoken to in a minute, who owns a sailboat in Rhode Island that I haven't discussed on social, who goes sailing with my mom and hasn't for in a while for various reasons. And she was like, you need to call your dad. I jumped out of my bed where I'm currently sitting and was like, what? And I said, Sema, I wish I was recording. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not doing this because of I needed to say it because I saw it. I felt it. We recorded. She said some shit. And guys, it's been condensed because this is a double episode. So there's some stuff been condensed for length and also because there's some private information <laughs> that we talked about during. And then after I left my apartment one of the few times I have since quarantine because of the heat and had a, um, a doctor's appointment and then had a follow up with the doctor to discuss some results. Got the results. Didn't tell anybody. Googled them. And it's like a long journey. Blah, blah, blah. That went to sleep that night. The next day saw DMs from her at like 1230 in the morning or something that night that said, hey, has anyone in your family been checked for X or are they exhibiting symptoms? It is the thing I had Googled and had not discussed publicly with anyone she said. And I started screaming and I DM'd her and I was like, Sema, me. I am the person nobody knew except me and the doctor. And I then like told a couple people like this is what's going on. But I told them through the lens of Sema. I was like, I just got this. The te- and, we- and it's still inconclusive. We don't know what's going to happen with Tess more to come. But the fact that it was the exact oh thing I had Google. It is fucking wild. So, guys, I hope you enjoy. We talk about her experiences with the housewives. This was recorded a couple weeks ago. We talk about Dorinda's journey. Um, so what she has to say about Dorinda, this this was recorded before, of course, Dorinda's announced departure. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And also listen to the end of the episode because I did a such an amazing um giveaway on Instagram with Shop So Messy. So there is a plate that is on my wall of Sonia Tremont Morgan in her Elizabethan renaissance best it's designed by shop so messy it's incredible nick rizzo you would you will die it's so amazing so listen at the end of this episode when i announce the winner thanks to everyone for entering we had like i think 300 something entries which is incredible and guys finally the last uh um andy's girls zoom turtle time kiki that i had with you guys ag folks supporters on patreon was so incredible the first time we'd ever done this in zoom i've done kikis with listeners in london and new york first time ever doing it on zoom it was such a smash success doing it again so mark your calendars folks on the og of the ag level it's exclusive to you on patreon it's going to be next sunday 
September 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So look in your inboxes on Patreon. Um, your Zoom info will go out early next week. So guys, if you want to um, support Andy's Girls and a piece of jewelry I really want to buy this weekend, please join Patreon, the AG Patreon. You get bonus episodes, invites to exclusive events, patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Nick Rizzo, how can the people follow you on Instagram, on social, watching Watch What Happens every night? Yeah. How can they stay in touch? I'm just on Twitter and Instagram as Nick Rizzo 815 um, Fun fact, before I was obsessed with Housewives, I was obsessed with Lost. So that is the... Oh, that is, the, is that the weird yeah, number thing? Yeah, that's the weird they... number thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just always had it. And yeah, so that's it. Yeah, Nick Rizzo 815 oh Yeah. But this has been Nick delightful. Rizzo. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for um, being here. And I can't wait to kiki with you again soon. Guys, follow Nick Rizzo. Follow me at Dame Galley. Follow this conversation by listening to it over and over again. And enjoy my little conversation with Sema Ball now. You guys, this is a very special conversation on Andy's Girls. And I am so excited to be having it. I am so fortunate to be joined here on the People's People's Couch by none other than personal highlight for me of Real Housewives of New York season seven, none other than Sema Ball, who is a renowned, renowned, I can't even talk, I'm so nervous, coffee cup reader who has been carrying on her ancestors' gifts for over three decades, combining her readings with two techniques, Symbol translation and intuitive power, Sema is able to reveal how past and present weave into your future. She is what has been described as the Turkish coffee messenger or coffee whisperer. She's not a psychic. She is a messenger whose work with Heather, Dorinda, and Carol on season seven of Real Housewives New York was a conversation and a moment that I have carried with me for years. Um, truly someone who obviously has a lot of gifts. And so welcome, Sema. Welcome to Andy's Girls. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm nervous? No, don't be nervous. I have to tell you and tell the listeners. So we did a little, uh, what we call a tech check the day before recording, just to make sure this all works. Because typically, while you do a lot of readings with um, clients um, over the internet, and certainly since Corona has began, I'm, I'm guessing that that has uh, only... Called, yeah more of that has happened. Um, typically, Andy's Girls is recorded in person. I'm based in New York City, and I know watching your experience with the women on New York several years ago, you recorded in person. Um, but, you know, talking to you yesterday, you know, for you and your um, house in Queens, me here in my apartment on the Upper East Side, I had a moment with you where we were talking tech and talking troubleshooting, and you looked at me and you said, I see water. And I was like, wait, we're not recording. <laughs> You're about to tell me something. Wait, it's a recording. And you said, no, I have to tell you now. I don't know if I'll see this tomorrow. And I said, okay. And you said, I see a body of water. Have you been near water recently? And I said, no, I haven't. And you said, I see sailing. Do you know someone who enjoys sailing? 
And I said, yes, I do. And that's when my brain started to melt. And you said something along the lines of like, uh, who, well, who is talking, right. talking to your father? Right. And I immediately, it, I, I stood up. It, it was like you opened up my entire body. My father, which is, this is not something I talk about on social media, but my parents have a sailboat and I haven't spoken to my father in a little bit. And you said, call your father. So I got off the tech with you, trying not to just like hysterically cry, pulled myself together and called my father. And it was so healing. And I feel like it was the perfect example of what you do, which is not just in analyzing Turkish coffee grounds, which you've prepared in advance of this conversation today, and which we saw on, you know, season seven, which I encourage all of the Andy's Crows listeners to watch again. But it's also, you carry with you just a gift. It is in itself yeah. a gift. It's constantly with you. Right. And so I wanted to understand a little bit of that more. So I discussed in your introduction that this is a gift that has passed down through generations. So what did you, um, how did you witness your mom when she was uh, uh, doing a similar well, service? She, she was a reader, a mm -hmm. healer, but she's more like trying to help people. So as I'm looking at it, I always ask her, I say, come on, can I learn it? She goes, no, it, you, you, you can learn it. It's with you, mm -hmm. right? It comes out. So she used to say, everyone has a gift. We need to pay attention. So because she read the coffee cup, it doesn't mean that what she sees, I see the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's not teachable. Right. You give your ideas, you give your thoughts, but the person who's going to see the cup translation comes automatically different so when did you start um going public and doing these readings which are specifically based around turkish coffee where you prepare um turkish coffee beans prepared in a stainless steel pot that can make oh, any kind of pot any kind of pot any kind of pot it's called chesve okay so I started about, that was 15 years ago. Wow. So you prepare this Turkish coffee for clients. Mm -hmm. They drink the hot coffee very slowly mm -hmm. until they're left with some grounds at the bottom. Yeah. They then place the saucer over the cup and then you sort of decode symbols that you can see in both the cup and the saucer. Is that correct? Yes. So. How um, open do you find clients are when they sit with you? Do people recognize, are they able to kind of open themselves up emotionally, spiritually? Uh, they are, they are open because if this is something new. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them, don't tell me anything. Mm -hmm. like, your past and present comes in, you'll know, I wouldn't know nothing about it, right? So I tell them, don't expect anything, be relaxed. And don't mm -hmm. try to show me who you're not. Then I can read you. Don't pretend something else. Right. Like don't close yourself off or try no. to take it on as a challenge or something yes. else. You have to be truly this open. This is not a challenge. And this right. is something you come into, you take it. Because while you're drinking the coffee, mm -hmm. your energy goes into the cup. So mm -hmm. that energy comes with two shapes. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think of it. So if you pretend someone else, mm-hmm. that energy becomes on someone, it's another person's cup. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when I look at the cup and when I look at the person, doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So cup is different, but I see from the person totally different. Like I'll give you an example. Because they some we all hide things in our sure, lives. Sure, of course. You know what people show our expression. So what they do, they stay straight. And like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So then I know that they have had something happen or they don't want to know. So what I'm saying could be right, mm-hmm. but they want to admit it to me. Right. Like they're in denial. And I also feel like there are things that you have said to someone where it might not make sense at that moment where they're like, and it might be because they're nervous. It might be because, you know, sometimes you forget things. And then after they leave, it might be weeks later, months later, later. it sort of clicks. About a year later. Mm -hmm. But I was said, don't expect that things happen right away. And if you want to come back, don't come back. Like if it didn't happen, a one, two thing, wait till at least four or five. I'm not saying everything's going to come out. It does not. And yet, you know, you were on this episode of Housewives of New York and you broke open all three people who were participating, Heather, because you were able to connect with um, a medical journey that her son was on, Dorinda, because you were able to directly reference a moment after her husband, her um, husband Richard had passed when she saw a symbol of a balloon. balloon. And Carol, when you were able to connect just a a small quiet moment about a joke between them, about a scratch on a car, and then bring it back to a journey that unbeknownst to you, she was about to embark on to return her husband's ashes from London back to New York City. That freaked me out. Did it freak you out? When I saw, because I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, when I was watching the episode, mm-hmm. because that moment, I didn't want to tell her that, um, I said, someone's coming back from past. Right. Then she asked me, I knew it's her husband. I know her husband like passed away. How am I mm-hmm. going to take that husband? Right. What would you, and if, if someone tells me that my husband dead and he's coming back, Mm-hmm. I said, woman, as a spirit, I'll understand, but as a literally coming back. <laughs> How does that make sense? Right. <laughs> and but once they left, I was so patched. I said to my uh, um, manager, I said, I hope they don't air that show. She goes, why? I said, are you kidding me? I told her they heard that husband coming back. Really? Oh, my God. So how did this conversation with these women happen how were you approached by the show how did they okay. get in touch with you okay what happened is uh my manager's husband carried mm-hmm. uh, i think was a train training carrier with the um oh exercise yeah so um apparently he said oh i know this turkish woman who does the coffee she said i want to go see your friend and there was another housewife said what friend and then she started tell Lindy she says oh we want to come too wow and so you mentioned that you knew that 
Carol's husband had died. Did you recognize her? Because she was very famous for being married to uh, Radzivill, the cousin of JFK Jr. and for having a close relationship with them. So when someone comes in who is potentially seen as like a famous face, is there a part of your history that, that you have heard of before from them being in the public eye or did you know that information because of your gifts? You say I didn't know. You said the funny part that mm -hmm. I don't ask who's coming, which lady's coming. They Got don't it. tell me. Okay. So I knew Carol because right. she the trainer. Said, I told the trainer. I told Carol she's she might uh, come over, mm -hmm. but I don't know when. There was six a year or six months passed between mm -hmm. them. Then when this happened, when they called me back, they didn't say who's coming. Mm -hmm. They didn't say right that they said on the TV related. And did all three women seem open to the reading itself? It was so nice, so oh, open. Mm -hmm. so they relaxed. It's like the energy was amazing. But <clears throat> have you heard of uh, from any of them since meeting? Uh, and then Doreen just says hi through the um into into Instagram. Instagram, yes. And I say I don't see Carol, but now and then again, hi, we send messages. Are you doing everything okay? Mm -hmm. Is there any advice that you would give um, Dorinda specifically? I mean, Dorinda, of the three women, Dorinda has stayed on the show. Heather and Carol have left in the last couple of years and are continuing to have great success in their careers. But, you know, Dorinda has had sort of an up and down journey on New York. So if you haven't had um, an in-person reading with her since, because you have been able to open herself up and connect with her, um, do you still get sort of feelings or thoughts about her in the last couple of years? Is there any counsel you would give her? With the Dorinda, I think Dorinda misses Richard. Mm -hmm. Dorinda's looking at someone exactly like Richard. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard. She needs the relationship, uh, not compare next relationship to Richard. It won't be the same. Right. But take it as they are. And I think that's excellent advice, essentially for anyone who you know is trying to is dealing with an incredible loss when their husband has died uh, relatively suddenly, and you know after only being married for a few years and. So maybe there's a piece of you that you feel like is missing. So you try to um, reach out, right? And you try to connect to peace with something identical. Except every person, it, people are irreplaceable. It, it you sort of land in trouble when you try to duplicate. And Dorinda herself, you know, this season and the last couple seasons, she's it's kind of about John. That was John, right? John is her boyfriend who she just broke up with. They sort of had a little bit of a. Richard was her husband who okay. died. Then she started dating John for a number of years, but he was kind of combative, maybe had some substance stuff going on, didn't feel like a great fit for her. But he kept her happy. Right, he did keep her happy. Do you remember when I was reading, I said, you're too hard on him. Right. You need to like take him as it is. Don't mm -hmm. let people let bother it. Mm -hmm. They need to deal with it. Mm -hmm. She found, like she might have found little John, John to reach a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she misses um, now because they both not there. She misses. Right. She needs to get out there. Let the new path coming in. 
And do you know about anything about the other housewives who are still on the show? There's Ramona, Sonia. I don't, because I never saw them. Right, right, right. I love Sonia. Of course. I kind of, she chills, chills. Yeah. So nothing bothers her. Actually, that's what we need to do. Yeah. I feel like you need to do a reading with Sonia. She'd love it. You know, she, if it's out of your control, mm-hmm. what do you worry? What's exactly. Right. right. It's not worth it. And um, Roman is nice, but she has a, she reminds me of my uh, middle sister, like controlling. Mm-hmm. And like, um, if it's my way, my way. Right. In a good way, she doesn't mean no harm. That's her nature. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it, it's like a top, uh, sorry, Romana, but I don't want to say this. <laughs> it's like a top dog. Yes. Yeah. You'd hear. Yeah. <laughs> So if you don't listen, I'm going to bite you, girl. Oh, she bites often. She's got a very loud bark. The woman is going to be a little, she growls more than she does. She's defending herself. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. She's defending. So I did my way because I did everything for other people's way. It didn't Mm -hmm. get I need my way. So because she's been hurt, she's been disappointed now it's not gonna disappoint life's not gonna disappoint me i have to tell you ever since i saw that episode i've had you on my mind and i think this is an example of corona and with the pandemic i've just thought to myself like maybe now is the time like even though we can't meet in person the the focus is still on meeting and connecting now all the better and like like you said before doesn't matter where you are, you don't have to be in my house to feel that. Mm-hmm. Long as you give me that energy mm-hmm. to open, it just comes by itself. It's something that it's out of my control. Look, this is your coffee. So Oh, she's showing me the coffee. I'm so excited. There you, there you <gasps> yes, coffee. Okay, so what happens it. once I drink it, then we're gonna read it. Then what I say, mm-hmm. then I'm I'll look back, like after everything done, I go. Why did I say, I look back and I turn around and say to myself, why did I say that? I don't see it there anymore. Well, I feel like you just showed me the coffee on the camera. So now is the perfect time to discuss, okay, to discuss the reading. So you're going to drink the coffee. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to look at you. Talk to me. Yes, so let's talk. Let's I'm talk. Drinking, you could talk to the. So what does the coffee itself taste like? It looked very thick when the women were drinking it's it. Not and I... thick. It's not thick. Okay. It's not. Uh, it feels like a thing. It's like a espresso coffee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, except the grind. It's in mm-hmm. there, so it's like a little. Because I add chocolate in mine, chocolate. Pepper, it's tastier. Mm, delicious. I think of putting a, in a Turkish cup a little chocolate. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Tell me okay. what comes to you. Um, I feel like I see, I don't know why this is like super productive, but I kind of see unicorns. I don't know, I don't know if that's good or bad thing, but um, it's like I see white unicorns with um, purple and pink, like pink ears. Okay, pink, right. pink, Yeah, That's fine. Unicorn, okay. you, you, you want to do something impossible because there's not, we don't see unicorns, right? No, I don't see, in, in real life, I don't see unicorns. Right. But like when I close my eyes, I did. Create something in your life it's unusual, unique, right? Okay, so something in, so I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking of something in my life that's real, that's happened or? No, color. 
Oh, a color, a color in my life. Yeah, what color comes, close your eyes, what color comes to you? Okay, do you want me to say it out loud? Yes, please. Green. Okay, again, green giving you, um, universe telling you to go ahead with it. It's giving you to whatever going in your life, the changes mm -hmm. you're making, mm -hmm. it's giving you the green light. Okay, mm -hmm. you were on hold, orange, mm -hmm. now go. Sorry, say that one more time. You were on orange. I was just thinking about orange. Okay, now to go. Green. Now, yeah. Yeah, so your plans to move on further in your life, career or relationship, they give you to okay to move. Wait, how did you know I was just thinking about orange though? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I also, orange is like not one of my favorite colors. I almost never think about orange. As a color, I never use, I almost never use orange. That was uh, very random that I was just thinking about orange. Not orange on the whole. Yeah. Green to go. So right. you have a hole for some reason. Mm -hmm. Now it's open for you. Now start accelerate, start going, turn things faster. Okay. Make sense? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, I'm going to turn this. All right. Okay, great. Put your focus on it. Okay, focus on the, focusing on the cup and the saucer. It's, it's uh -huh. spinning, it's moving. All right, right over here. I'm seeing the cup. I'm seeing the cup. All right, there's one, two boxes. Right yeah. over here, there's an empty pot, flower okay. pot. So there's a good news, but there's an empty pot means that um, we all have a dreams to um, build and grow. Uh, you have a dreams, but you haven't started to build that, plant that pot. It's in here, but not in the pot. So, COVID tell me that you want to start something? So, put the soil, put the plant, it will grow. So, whatever you have, you think you're not ready, put right. it right there. Okay. Show, show people. Okay. All right? You might not think you're ready, but others may think you are ready. Okay. All right. And right over here, do you see the eye? Yeah. All right. Means that um, you, you person that carry other people's energy that you they dump on you. Yes. So you you're a psychiatrist, free psychiatrist. I am. Yep. Okay. So stop doing that. Okay, it's like someone, um, don't become a punching bag. Mm -hmm. the, they need to stop, it's affecting you. Okay, okay, young lady, you're moving one apartment to another apartment, but it's not far from you. Really, so are you moving same building, different apartment, or next building? I mean, I've lived in this apartment. I just re-signed my lease. I've lived here for 10 years in the same apartment. I don't think you're going to live there next year. Okay. Okay. I'm maybe open to that. More, maybe with you more up the, uh, Do you live in Manhattan? Yeah. Okay. I see you back to the um, Brooklyn. Oh, really? Have you been to Brooklyn before? 
because I feel like I'm going back to Brooklyn. I mean, I love Brooklyn. I've never lived in Brooklyn, but I would be down for Brooklyn. It's all right, right over here. I don't know which bridge. Oh yeah, it does look like a bridge. You see over here again. Uh -huh. So it's like one, two, three, but it's like not going the other side. Okay. It's like coming to Brooklyn. Interesting. Okay, I'd be down okay. for that. It's not Williamsburg. Okay. Have you been to Dumbo House? Dumbo House in Bro Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Dumbo That's before. Around there. Okay. Around there. Either moving or working. It's like a doing something that but it's important. It's your changes coming up. Okay. Good change. It's a good change. Okay. Interesting. I'd be, I'd be down for that. I'm going to say, don't worry about your father. So far, he's all right. Okay. 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 So I wouldn't like put that fear on me right now, on yourself. Okay. Don't do okay. that. Okay. So far, he's all right. Okay. All right. All right. Now ask a question. Okay. Don't tell me. Whatever you want to ask, don't tell me yet. Okay. And I'm going to twist it. All right, what do you see right here? I um, so like the moon, like the face of the moon. All right. So, would you have, did you have a grandpa, father, moon face grandfather with the white hair, with the beard, or looks like a Santa Claus? I did not have a grandfather that looks like Santa Claus, but I had uh, essentially an uncle who looked like Santa Claus. Is he alive? No, he died. Okay, was he your favorite? He was definitely a favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did he have a birthmark around the face anyway? I can find out. All right. You see over here, it's like a Santa Claus with a little, on the side, there's a, it looks a like mark. a mark. Yeah. So whatever you ask, it's like there's a help coming. The help you're going to receive who crossed over. Because he's going to be, it looks like a Santa Claus, or you may receive whatever you want to happen by Christmas. Okay. Okay. So let's see what this uncle and how's he gonna um, help you. Okay, cool. Help is on the way. Okay. Okay. And what was your question? Now I need to translate your question. Okay, do you want me to tell you what my question was? Yeah, I do. Okay, um, so what's going on with my health? What answers am I gonna get relating to my health? So your health is good, nice and clean, okay? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. How much money have you been spending but not making enough? <laughs> Couple, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you see the dent? Yeah. Okay. You're not an uh, ATM for anyone, right? No, just myself, and I always cash in. All right, <laughs> put it back. Okay. All right. Okay. Then it means that you're overdoing it. I am a hundred percent that is accurate. Okay. Now put it back. Okay. All right. Let's see the saucer. So I see a bird, but only the face with the, it's like a pigeon, but bigger pigeon. Does any bird miss to you? Does bird miss anything to you? Okay. Oh, um, well, I had a friend of mine used to call me pigeon. 
Who's that? My friend Claire, but I when did she call did, did you talk to her? I haven't talked to her in a long time. Either she's connected or you've been thinking about it. Okay. So time to connect. Okay, I will. Okay, I'll show you the all right, you see the pigeon, the nose and the Oh eye. my god, I totally do. So it for me the person whoever the, uh uh this person is they really good. Mm -hmm. All right. So I wouldn't just let them go out of my life. Okay, I can reconnect with her. Yeah, totally. She can, she's not ready, ready to let you go either. Okay, interesting. All right, I'm going to show you something. Okay. All right, right here, this is you going mm -hmm. to the temple. Um, how's your faith? Could be better. Yeah. Because the temple is dark. Okay. Uh, how often do you go in? Almost have... never. Okay. <laughs> That's why. That's okay. why. You don't have to go to church or temple to uh, do your religion, right? Right, 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 right. Absolutely. So, so right now, it's a, now and then just go in. Okay. Do your place come out. That'll be fine. But okay. Get paid. Okay. Got it. Uh, how's your cooking lesson? Or you learning something? Um, I have been trying to cook a little bit. It's been off and on. Okay. Do you cook with love or do you? I have to. I cook with love. I do a little bit of love. I try to do a little bit of love. Okay, that's good. That's good. If it's like uh, someone coming with food, but they mm -hmm. bring it with love, also you're gonna go out for dinner. It's like a food related. Okay. All right. I'll mention that. I don't know what 1970s mean to you, but you see people dancing? Yeah. So, any interest or do you feel like anything 1970s? Do you feel? I mean, I love all things vintage. So the idea of a 70s style party, I would be super down with if it was like safe social distancing, yada, yada, are you yada. Doing it? Are you doing it for the show? Are you thinking of one? For Andy's Girls? Yeah. No, not yet. Maybe I should. Okay. Good. Okay. Because it's like 1970s, like crazy dances. Okay. Like people joining, sir. I don't know if you're going to do it or whatever you're going to do. Relate to this world, 1970s, open, be open for it. Okay, cool. Yeah, lady, get ready to move. It's like you move in three different states. You see the seven? Yeah. You see the truck? Okay. Like moving, like one, that like there's going to be moving in your life. So next seven days, seven weeks, seven months. Okay. Or next seven years. Your life moving to not out, it, it would be out of New York, it could be out of country. It's because there's a track law. Okay. Uh, did you plan to move out of country somewhere? I would love to. Would it be related to England? No, but I would be open to that. But definitely Europe. It's a Europe. Europe, England is close by. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a different places. So okay. Be open for it. If you're going to do that in future, start planning. 
Okay. Love that. And can I ask you one question, Zama? Do you see anything relating to like, will I end up in some sort of romantic entanglement, Uh, as they say? I didn't see anything yet. Yeah. If you have anything going on that Mm -hmm. I didn't know, it doesn't mean you're not going through it. It doesn't mean you're not going to have it. It's just not the focus right now. Not the focus. I feel like you need to focus on your career right now more. I totally agree with you, Sama. I totally agree with you. I always said the man upset doesn't show me. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. It just means it's not at the forefront. And okay. I'm not going to lie to anyone to say it's a, it's a little bit poor. So I feel like you should focus on your career okay. more, sooner the better. Instead of the next seven years, try to make that next seven months. Do something. Okay. Extend your career. And you see that being successful? I see it successful because it's like a trailer, full of trailer going one place to another place. Okay. Okay. And is there anything that you think I should keep in mind? Just any, any mantra that you feel like? I feel like you need to be on stage. Okay. So if you're going to go travel by state by state, definitely travel it. Give it a live uh, shows. Okay. If you thought about it, because if it's like you're going live state by state, it would be amazing for you. Okay, great. Sama, this has been so wonderful. I didn't disappoint you. No, you didn't. I feel like you gave me a lot of homework. And listen, got to tell you, I'm inside all the time. I've got plenty of time to figure it all out. So this will be over. Soon we will have our free. Yes, exactly. And then a lot of these dots, I think, will connect. Yeah. Like there's a truck tray, the moving truck is like going one place to another place. Okay. So if you have any attention staging yourself out there, okay, I'm doing it. Okay, great. I will. Have you ever thought about it? About a live show? Yeah, definitely. Going to the uh, city by city. 100%. And what's holding you? Um, I, I know it's a, yeah, yeah, but, but spiritually okay. what's holding me back? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. It's a very good question. How long have you been thinking? A couple years. I know. Someone's giving me eyes. You, you're my twin. You can't do that. I know. <laughs> you have to be daredevil. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I have the personality of a daredevil. I just sometimes don't always execute on the daredevil of it all. You don't need no more approval. Okay. Boom. Okay, great. Sama, I'm obsessed with you. Can you tell the people um, how to get in touch with you in order to um, uh, uh, schedule a reading with you? Yeah, it's on uh, www www.samlabal.com and you can follow Sama on Instagram at at uh, uh, Sama Cup Reader so S-E-M-A Cup Reader so then then I put readings on it like a pick a card um, they could go and get their free readings on on there okay great so what happens I pick three cards and I I ask my uh, friends or followers to pick up a pick a card Okay. ABC. 
so then a couple of days later, I'll start giving the results, what they, the card comes out. Oh my God, I love that. It's like a fun. It's it a is game. fun. It yeah, is a game. Yes, so, so a couple of them once a year. I did two times last year. So this year I will be doing three cups reading. Like I will have a cup reading. I will ask person to whoever is at the think about it, put your energy. Then mm -hmm. I get a cup read and I'll start um, drawing or write it down. It may mm -hmm. resonate with them or someone else. So you get free cup reading. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's uh, phenomenal. It's, it's a game. I love it. That's amazing. And listen, I love anything free. And also, as you've said, I need to cut down on my spending. So who better than for me to participate in this? <laughs> These days, you need the free readings. Amen. Right? Um, I love that. And Sema, you are such a joy, such a, a pleasure. Yes. Thank you for spending the time Thank with me you. today. It's a lot to think it's about. relationship with your um, father. Thank you. And he needs to let him have fun in life. Okay, good. I will. I will. And spend more time with him. Yes, I will. Not now. Yeah, when, it's, when we can, when we can. But there are ways to spend time without being physically with them. And I think that's a great lesson for everybody yeah, to keep in mind. Just tell everyone to keep their face mask on. Yes. I have few people who crossed over because of oh, God. the Corona. They think it's, it's a joke. It's not. It's I not a joke. I sent my son to school because he has asthma. I oh, have God. asthma. So it's may not, it's not your it's nothing to do with your freedom protect mm -hmm. other people's freedom your own freedom don't mm -hmm. let your freedom kill you exactly kill others amen and what a good lesson for us all to remember especially in a in an episode in a conversation where we're talking about opening ourselves up just as a part of being emotionally open remember that you are not the only person living in this world and we should be as concerned about helping other people as our, our as ourselves well sama i'm so glad that i've gained you as a friend and thank you thank so much you. for your time and your energy today and i i it was such a great time oh good good this was awesome, and I can't wait to connect with you again soon. This was incredible. Same. Likewise. Thank you, Sama. All right. Thank you. Thank you again to Nick and Sama for joining this week's exciting double episode of AG here on the People's People's Couch, a.k.a. My Bed. Um, I just want to say congratulations to the winners of the This Is My Plate, You Fucking Bitch giveaway. Thanks to the remarkable and amazing Lauren at Shop So Messy. Congrats to Lindsay, who won the Sonia Tremont Morgan Plate Spectacular. And Loriana, who won the Housewives Coaster. Um, look at your DMs. I've slid in there, and we're so excited to send you your prizes this week. And guys, if there are any Bravo merch superstars whose stores you love, let me know. It was so much fun partnering with Lauren at Shop So Messy on this really fun giveaway. So I would love to do that again in September. Um, shout out to Ryan Houlihan who helped uh, troubleshoot 
some wonderful tech on this week's episode. Took about six hours to do a light edit. Um, So thank you to Ryan Houlihan for always being such an amazing supporter of AG, both on the People's People's Couch and off. Also, guys, um, would really appreciate uh, leaving a five-star review on iTunes and joining the AG Patreon, patreon.com slash Girls to join that really fun Zoom next week. And also just a gentle reminder that in this time of quarantine, our beloved hashtag new audio sometimes comes with a few complications. So I just appreciate your understanding in advance. Um, leaving it in your hearts and minds and not on iTunes that you understand that especially for podcasts that are self-produced, it is incredibly difficult, much more challenging to do an already pretty big project uh, during a time of quarantine with satellite recording and all of that. So I hope that the content stands out and that you are patient and supportive of the audio in whatever form. Um, for however long we're in this. And I just have to say, it is Friday night. I feel a little emotional. I just found out about Chadwick Boseman. And, you know, this whole thing with T'Challa <laughs> on Potomac is, <laughs> a, it's all in fun. It's all in, all meant with a laugh. And I just want to say, if you know anyone living with cancer, or anyone in your life who's struggling. And that might be you. Call those people you love. Tell them you love them. Listen to the listens of Sema. Don't wait for a Turkish coffee reader to tell you to call your dad. And let's all be nice to each other. We're going through such a difficult time. And life can be so unfair. And I think, you know, this pod hopefully serves to give you guys a little bit of light in a pretty dark time for so many people. And for some reason, it just, this announcement brought me to my knees. And I think, you know, because we think of T'Challa through Monique's beloved bird and um, also recognizing Chad McBoseman's Chadwick Boseman's historic triumphant role in Black Panther and so many other blockbuster movies. It really is a difficult time to see someone pass away so young who had fought so valiantly and privately. And it's an opportunity to just think, wow, thank God we're here. We got through another day. We got through it together. Thank God that fucking bird is with Monique. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank God. And oof. Thank God that we have each other and the housewives and Bravo to get us through sometimes terrible, unfortunate, trying times. And maybe this weekend we can take a couple hours out of watching Bravo. And watch Black Panther instead. All right, guys. Love you. Stay safe. I'm going to drink some tea. I'm losing my voice, as you can probably hear. I love you guys. Wear a mask. Take care of each other. Listen to this episode again. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.